Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John goes medieval on some rodent intruders and buys votes in his eighth grade election. Meanwhile, I reveal what 70s movie made me distrust green smoothies and tell the true story of how someone was once accused of witchcraft because they played shuffleboard. Plus a conversation about human nature and how our view of God as a friend and loving father should inform our own prayer life. Today's episode is not sponsored by Yellow Traffic Lights. We either mean caution or floor it, depending on your personality. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Well, it's a lovely day for a walk through Bantertown. I'm John. This is Johnny. It's Talk About That. We're, uh... Spring has sprung, John. Spring has sprung. It's like 80 degrees outside. The pollen is, uh, the pollen count is probably... I took a run yesterday, and I was, well, I mowed before I ran. Yeah. And, yeah, something got in my throat. Do you run while you're mowing? You could just knock out both God, of them. God, that'd be great, wouldn't it? A little it? jog mow. Probably yeah. wouldn't get it. Feels unsafe. An uneven cut. Yeah. Yeah. Step you in. don't run with sharp equipment. Step in a mole hole. Stuff. I have a lot of those. Do you Do know we, what a vole is? We, I think we... Did you tell me this off air? I, I didn't. I never heard of it. Our lives now just I never mix. heard of it. It's a mole that... Hold on. It's a violent mole. <laughs> it's like a mole, but it has weapons. I don't know. I'm assuming it's in the mole family, but they call it vole. And it like, is this a southern thing? It's not really a thing? All, no, it's real. I mean, all I but know But I'm saying, is, is it really called a vole? Like, if I type in vole... Oh, yeah. Okay. I just ordered mole and vole mace. For the yard. Mullen vol mace. Yeah. And basically it's castor oil. So they hate the smell. So. But you don't have to actually spray it on them. No, I have to catch them, spray them, and, and teach them a real lesson. <laughs> yeah, I got my wallet. Hold on. <laughs> You're fumbling for your keys. Uh, just come a little closer. Mullen vol. Make sure you're not downwind. Mace I w- yourself. I was sitting outside today. Yeah. Uh, having a little time in the morning by the fire. That's the fire pit out here. Mm-hmm. On our church patio. And this little, like, it was a young squirrel. Okay. You know, all squirrels are small. He was If vi- you're, yeah. I think he was young. And it's like, I don't think he knew I was there. Mm-hmm. An aloof squirrel. Yeah. Like, not paying attention to his surroundings. Yeah. And so he came up and, like, started sort of exploring the other chairs next uh-huh. to me. And so I kind of moved a little bit. Right. And he kind of stopped, but he didn't run. Huh. He He's not learned there. fear of humans yet. Yeah. And which so can almost, be fun. And also, if it gets close enough, you're like... This is, uh, this is rabies waiting to happen. Yeah. 
Why do you just assume that every squirrel's rabid? You know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't just, mean to besmirch. Maybe the he was just extroverted. Community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's an outgoing squirrel. He wants to make a friend, and you're like, yeah. You don't. would think the Disneyification of us all, we would be like a squirrel. Yeah. You think he's going to sing a song? He was. He I did. Mean, it tears your face off. It was. Yeah. He did I, sing a song. Yeah. That's nice. So what happened? You eventually spooked him and he ran took away? took a video of him and then he, oh. he walked away. So you used him for content. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't post it. I was, I was watching stuff. a show yesterday uh, that I just started watching. We're binging it now. It's called Superstore and it's really funny. Um, and they're in, the plot of the show of this episode was the manager had agreed to let someone uh, solicit for donations outside. But they also had another donation campaign going on inside, and so she'd kind of like double booked it. Mm. So now they were competing. <laughs> one of them was like a toy giveaway, and the other one was just like a Salvation Army kind of guy. He's yeah. ringing a bell. And so she'd already agreed to let the guy ring the bell outside. And so now her toy campaign that she had agreed to let her other manager do was just failing miserably. <laughs> so somebody comes in and they're like, uh, Well, I already gave at the front, and so. They go, you don't have a toy? You want to buy a toy and then you could leave it in this basket? And they go, well, I already did it out front and I already posted on social media about it. So I don't know what would be the point of doing it now <laughs> and posting. I don't want to post again. And they go, well, you could just give a toy and like let that be the thing because you're giving. They go, you mean like you guys will post about it and tag me? And they go, no, no, no. You would just do it for charity for the kids. And she goes, wait a minute. Did the kids post about this? <laughs> He literally could not understand giving for – it was just such a funny, like, commentary oh, on how great. we give, but we want to make sure there's content yeah. as well. We've wired ourselves. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, by the way, if you were to that's, support the podcast through right. Patreon. It's not how it works That's not how it works at all. We – you won't get any credit. <laughs> no, you'll get yeah. – <laughs> It's, yes. You get ad-free versions of the show, and you get some cool things, and it's – yeah. We're actually going to set up a Zoom call with our patrons very soon. You keep soon. saying that. We're going to do it. We've done it before. Uh, here's what happens, though. I don't want it to be like, we set it up, and we're like, come on, you get your free moment in the sun with John and Johnny. And then, like, nobody comes, and then we're like, it's like the 15th birthday party where no one showed up. You throw the party because you're hoping the cute girl that you have a crush on shows up. Ugh. That's the whole point. Yeah. And then, like, nobody comes. Turns out like, she has the same birthday. Right. She And everyone went to her house. She's, yeah. So, in theory, you should be made for each other, but. You would think. This is. I think I just wrote a screenplay. Wow. Yeah. Twins from another mother. Wait. Well, just because you share a birthday doesn't mean you share a mother. But no, from another mother. That's what I said. From another. Oh, twins mother. from another. Could you? Starcross twins. <laughs> you don't. Maybe make... we should write it first and work on the title later. So the Zoom call that you keep promising. Why, why don't you go ahead and? I'll set just it say up. that if we set it up and then nobody comes, we're going to have our feelings hurt, and we'll probably cancel the show. Yeah. No more podcasts. I mean, it seems for you. a bit like we're overreacting. We, we've we've teased a live show where we do a live recording of the show. We never did that. No, we well, make a lot of promises on this show. No, no, correct like politicians over here. Correction. If you, elected, you make a lot of promises, and I'm always down. Well, no, people back. pushed people pushed us for the 200th episode to be a live people show. Can you be people who watch the show that that we know our friends and listen their friends, and they go, we would come. And I was like, yeah, even if it's like 20 or 25 people in a room, a little studio, we could have fun with that. And we could pass around a microphone and have to take questions and stuff. It'd be fun. Yeah. And we need to do it, but we haven't done it. Yeah. We could even sell tickets. Um, you think people would buy it? No. Okay. No. I've gone too far. I've tried to monetize it. <laughs> Johnny tried to get... 
You're going to make some merch next for it. Ooh. That's how you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, Johnny, you made that profound statement. You know that a movement's gone wrong when they start getting merch. Yeah. But you, now, it's okay for products to have merch or no. like brands to have merch. Or comedians a, say. Maybe. Yeah, comedians <laughs> like, that's not at all selling out. Uh, but when a movement, yeah, that, that's a problem. That's a tipping point of your movement when it becomes like, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's hard because you want to get the word out. So like you would see, I don't know. I don't want to just point fingers at politics, not just politics, because it's not, you know, when you see the Bernie bros or you see the Trump people, merch was very important to both of those people. Yeah. You'd see Bernie stickers on people's Priuses and you'd see Trump flags in front of people's houses. But I do think that there's like, it should alarm you when you, yeah, when it becomes about that, when it becomes about the monetization of it. Well, I think when, when it becomes an image yeah. that... If there's no there there. Right. Can it, is the thing that you're talking about bigger than the image that you're promoting? Mm, won't that? Or, or does the image now represent something larger? Like my whole take, again, this is not politics. Whose image is on the coin? Wait. Wait. Render unto Nixon. Dri- render unto driver. They've always used that, which is drivers. Which I love, by the way. If you go back, you know, one of the first people in American history to ever actually mm-hmm. campaign for office because that was not a thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know who it was? I don't. You should know because you have been present for certain. I'm trying not to give it away. Okay, it's going to give it away. Theatrical performances in which you should understand this. Okay. Still doesn't give it away. Hamilton? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr campaigned. Aaron Burr campaigned for vice president. So he made it a popularity contest. He tried to say, like, I can win the hearts and minds of these people by just being charismatic. Yeah, he went out and talked to people and tried to get their vote, which was a no-no. Yeah. Like, even all the way, even after him, it was a no-no. Like, people just did not do that for the most part. Now it's like, you can't, you can't do, you can't move without it. No. You can't just be like, well, I've got the best ideas. Yeah, but I'm not seeing you on a bumper sticker. Yep. Not with a name like Grabinowitz. <laughs> We're changing that right now. When I ran for office in uh, middle school and high school, uh-huh. um, it was all about the candy. You, so you, you made po- I made posters, and I had people with me making posters. Free candy. But whoever gave out the most candy, you could get their vote. And it worked. I won every year except one when I was on a ticket. I was the only freshman on a ticket. Hmm. And so then, but I'm telling you, I stand the, by the that. diabetes platform. And apparently it was, uh, I mean, I don't know. People, I don't know if they asked me my ideas at all. No. Wow. Sugar was your platform. Yeah. I, Johnny, I think I was a good leader. I think I led judiciously. Uh, I think you led judiciously. <laughs> Deliciously. I led judiciously. That's, that's good, Johnny. I don't care who you are. So. John's your sugar daddy, America. <laughs> my mom convinced me, I don't know, it was probably eighth grade. Uh-huh. And I was so embarrassed. You know how you are in middle school? So embarrassed. And she was like, because my house was a quarter mile from the school on Old Hickory Boulevard. Right. The, where the school was, Davidson Academy High School, middle school. And literally, mm. she was like, you can put signs and balloons and stuff like up on our mailbox and everyone there's a big long like that says vote for me yeah there was a big long line of cars it was a huge to get into school you waited in line the school zone yeah you have all these people sitting there looking at your name it's like a billboard it was i was so embarrassed by the idea of that Mm -hmm. also i was running for office yeah and so i will say this 
I didn't do everything. You said right. this is beneath me, mother. No, I just was like, I have a sophisticated campaign. Like, I'm no one else is going to do this. She's like, yeah, exactly. No one else is going to do this. Your mom had a point. I don't know if mom said exactly like that. When I write the movie someday, yeah, you know, <laughs> she'll be wiser. She was. She'll pause she and was, be like. Exactly. She was very wise. She's had. A, I'm, there's more one-liners in my retelling of it now. Yeah. But I did it, and yeah. I won. And I'd like to give my mom credit for. And look where it got you. Yeah. Look where I am now. It propelled you. If you would have told me thirty years ago, Johnny, uh-huh. that I'd be sitting right here, right now, yeah. doing this, I would have said you're crazy. <sighs> I don't think I ever really graduated from seventh grade mindset. So. <laughs> In a way, I'm still that kid that would have been like, this guy's got posters. A loser with the poster on his mailbox. Yeah. I, no, I would have been like, free candy? Yeah. This guy. I don't know what I put on there. I vote for change. I don't know. Like, what are you really changing? But mm. And it's like, uh, you vote for change, but then you taped a bunch of like uh, of those uh, chocolate coins. Change. Nice. See? Johnny, yes. This is why you needed me as your campaign manager. Wordplay. Needed the wordplay. Hey, and speaking of change, guys, don't change that channel. We're going to take just a moment to hear from a few of our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. To be clear, you can't change a channel. It's a podcast. Yeah, that's right. That was the worst thing. That's what ever. you used to do. Don't change, don't, don't change that don't dial. Don't touch that dial, yeah. everybody. There's no dial now. It's on your phone. There's a button. Or a, it's a digital. Yeah. Somebody might be listening on a device that has a regular button. Yeah. What could it be? I don't know. Like one of those old, like, Sansa MP3 players that were like the knockoffs of I don't the. Know. They don't make those anymore. I don't There's think no support so. for those. Remember Zune, the Microsoft Zune? Yes. It was going to be the worthy competitor to Apple products. To the iPod. And we just. Uh, Gomez had a Zune. Yeah. They had their own uh, music store, their own yeah. proprietary programming. Yeah. And it. No. Yeah. From what I heard, it was actually an okay device. We knew people that had Zunes and they loved them. Doesn't matter. Just, we had decided that whatever this MP3 player in your hand was, was an iPod. Right. What kind of iPod do you have? A Zune. Exactly. Like, that's when you know you've, it became the Kleenex. Mm -hmm. What do you want? A Kleenex? Or Google. You Google things. Right. Instead of search, search engine became, you know, synonymous with Google. Tissue became Kleenex and MP3 player became iPod. Were there better tissues out there? We will never know. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe like, what if Kleenex isn't the best tissue, but we just don't Wouldn't know? Wouldn't it be crazy? And what does it really mean? To be the best tissue? Kleenex. And why is it oh, K-L-E-E-N? Like, mm-hmm. see, I've never even, out of all the Kleenex. years of Kleenex, like, it sounds like a chemical. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, X it, sounds yeah. like, yeah, it's 
three X's on the they side of a jug. They three X's on a village or whatever. Like, it sounds right. awful. Uh-huh. Well, maybe they're hiding something. Kleenex, uh, I need you to defend this. I need you to answer for yourself. I want to know the history. Kleenex does sound like a chemical. How they got here. What if we're God, all putting cl- chemicals up I got Kleenex nose. in my eyes and then it burned. I had to oh. flush it with water. Yeah, for like 20 minutes. I always think that's funny if like when you get, if you get shampoo in your eye, like the, the, the back of the bottle says flush with plush eyes with water. Like I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Get, get a match. Get the mayonnaise. <laughs> like what are you, the water's already there. Right, you're literally. If you have shampoo in your eyes, and you're water not in is the shower. Prob- that's something you're already. You're not reading the bottle now for answers. Right. First of all, your eyes are burning. You can't read. <laughs> Flush with water. Yeah. I couldn't think of what else to do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's good, John. But yeah, Kleenex is. It's a. It's a very. It sounds caustic. Insidious. If you don't know even. what it is, yeah. It sounds like a jug of Kleenex that you then like. Yeah. You yeah. pour on the floor right before you mop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what it you sounds like. You light it on fire and it... Yeah. I didn't have to... I don't have to mop anymore. Why did you do... Johnny, have you ever mopped? No. Um, <laughs> don't you pour down caustic materials and set them on fire? That's what you... That's what I do. That's how it works. I've n- never mopped again. Uh, I did mop. I've mopped my fair share of floors in this church that you where did. we record this. You have too. I but, have too. But... Uh, yeah, remember when the floors downstairs were the old the that sort of that hard rubber? Yeah, it was a rubber flooring. Mopping those were awful because you couldn't get up. There's Certain a lot things. Of, there's a lot of drag. Yeah, a lot of drag, a lot of friction. You'd really have to go back over it with a vacuum after you mopped because the it would pick up the uh-huh. fibers from the mop. I had this conversation with someone the other day because obviously these are important things, and I was like, mopping in general mm-hmm. is just taking dirty. A dirty old mop. The head first mop is great. Is good, but as you get going, yeah. you've got a wet. It's like a bath. It's like baths versus showers. The first first few minutes in the bath. Oh wow, look at this! But then you're surrounded now. Like you're in. You're literally in a tub mm-hmm. of your own filth. You're just stewing, and you're going, "Look how clean I'm getting." That's not cleaning your body, and a mop's not cleaning your floor. And you know what? I'm sick of it. What we need, mm-hmm. Kleenex. New from on Swiffer. The, on the end of, put Kleenex on the end of your Swiffer. I don't know where the X, I don't think it would, I don't know where the X came from. It sounds like you used to be clean. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. That's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was clean. But now I'm X clean. I'm wait, X wait, clean. Kleenex, we got it. Yeah. It yeah. was like, yeah. Somebody was like, run with it. <laughs> don't spell it with a C. Whatever you do. Maybe or, somebody had already taken that. Or even an EA. It's like. K L E E. Mm-hmm. How have uh, I never noticed that? It's See, just a more whimsical spelling, I guess. This goes back to the product placement you're talking about. That one's so embedded in culture because mm-hmm. I knew normally if you spell something that should be C with a K, it's like it's jumping off the page to me or off the billboard. Like I'm like, oh no, we talked about that before. Yeah, I've never even noticed till now. Yeah, like I've not paid attention. They won. Like that marketing campaign won. Maybe it's because a Mister Clean was already a product by then. And those are they two already different. had clean. Yeah, but they had clean kind of with a C. It's Mr. Clean. But they're two different. One's to clean your floor. Mr. Clean uh, got divorced, and that's his clean ex. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Come on now. Uh, apologies to the clean family. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, we send our send our love. Yeah. I thought they were going to make it. Please reconcile. The Mr. She didn't care for his attitude. 
uh, I don't know. I wasn't good. I don't think I was very good at cleaning the building. I think I was just okay. It wasn't my. I wasn't very passionate about it. Are you wanting me to? I want you to please agree. Reaff- or- I want you to affirm. <laughs> I want you to affirm me and be like, no, you were the greatest. You know what's great? Yeah. Is if you were cleaning the building today, I'd be your boss. Yeah. And that'd be horrif- that horrific. That would, would not be great. Like imagine, we're like, hey, we got because we're here right now. It'd be like, hey, when we finish, we got to hurry up and do this, and then I need you, I to, need get you the, to go clean the building. Get the building ready for <laughs> services. Because I was not your boss then. Yeah. Hey, I was uh, just, one of those toilets uh, is still clogged, Johnny. I need you to really like work on it. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, thanks. that'd be awful. Johnny, I thought you did a terrific job. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so Here's the thing. The things that really bother me the most were the windows. We have so many windows in this building. Ugh. And it's, we're up on a hill, kind of, so it's like... Somebody made some big deal about a light on a hill. Yeah, city on a hill. And it was like... It couldn't, the dirt could not be hidden. Ugh. I would squeegee these windows and think they were good, and then the sun would come out, and you'd go, whoa, you yeah. see every... Won't that preach? Guys, come on now. Some of y'all... Some of y'all think you're clean because you're hiding from the light. But it's clean X. You cleaned yourself in the dark. Because you can't... Okay. You need to stop mopping your window. I don't know. I don't have All that said, uh, windows are a nightmare. If you clean, like when I was in, I was in Vegas, and it's a ton of gigantic buildings, and you know, it's all it's a very showy town. Yeah. And we stayed at the MGM Grand Hotel, and I kept thinking to myself, I cannot imagine being the guy that is responsible for the glass. Yeah. In this building. That's when you know you clean when you start looking elsewhere. Yeah. And going, wow. I think it's just being part of being a grown up as you think of logistical problems right like how many parking spaces do they put here I yeah. want, man that really man how do you heat and cool this building right you start thinking of yeah. the size of something and the scale of it do you i do walk in and look for the exits oh really if i have to get my kid out of here quick oh whatever, okay that's a parenting thing probably maybe i don't know I'm, I, mean, I don't a, do I'm that. a military thing they don't turn their back to the exit do you sit thing. yeah do you sit in a certain side of the booth because of that uh sometimes you want to see a, a an attacker coming Sometimes I wonder. When like, you're with me, you don't because you're like Johnny's got this. Like when I, this Johnny is, will see him. He's got. Oh, me. Johnny's got this. I promise. You do not want to fight Johnny. Sometimes when I'm running. This is very. This is very dark. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, this is such a six's mind. You we're going through the worst case scenarios. I'm on the opposite side of the road, uh-huh. right? But I think so running yesterday, I was thinking if I was going to get hit by a car though from behind, would it be better this way? Because I wouldn't tense up first. And they always say right. in accidents, if you tense so up first. So if somebody hits you head on, work, you're running against traffic. They don't have time to tense up. They could swerve into you. But the truth is, that neither one are great options. I don't think tensing up or not tensing up gonna is going to affect your yeah. survivability. But they have to come way over there. Yeah. Because I'm on literally the opposite side of the road on the white line. Yeah. But I don't know. you never thought like that? Uh, no, I try not to run on the road. I try to go to greenways or whatever. Really? Yeah, we're on the roads, not. Well, I'm running on. Yeah, on sidewalks. I get over a lot if I see cars coming. It's uncanny how often a car, if a car is coming towards me, I turn around. Do you get honked at? No. People throw things. No, but I have raised my hands like when they pass. Like what, dude? What was the deal? Why didn't you get over? Yeah. But I just get in the ditch if that's the case. Do they pull over and apologize? No, and then I think to myself, what if this was one of those situations I shouldn't have done that because people are crazy. Oh, I you know what I'm saying. So well, they might. In fairness to them, they were probably texting. They didn't see you. Right, they can't help it. Yeah, yeah. It's an important text. My niece uh, just got her permit. 
Nice. Uh, my brother's stepdaughter just got her permit. And uh, so he texted me the other day. He was just like, she's on the road now. Mm. Like all the way to Nashville, you should be careful. He was just like, pray. And I was like, man, parenthood is not. I, t- I sent him back. I said, parenthood is not for the faint of heart, man. Listen. Because this is somebody that, you know, he's known her since she was, I think when he married Tara, he was, she was uh, three or four. So he's basically raised her. Helped raise her. It, it is. It so is, this man, that's got to be. And it's, it's coming for. It's coming for you, man. It's coming for very soon. soon. She'll be fifteen this summer. Yeah. Uh, we've done some driving lessons. It's one of those like, for me, Mount Juliet's gotten so crowded, and like, yeah. Well, what better place to learn? <laughs> or like Nashville's gotten crowded, and I will. I have to make some sort of veteran driving decision. Yeah. At least, at least once every two days. Mm-hmm. Somebody came over the line a little bit. There was a big truck over a hill. And you think that she's not equipped. I go, will she be equipped? You think that you have superpowers that... I think that I've been driving long enough that it's a little more instinctive for okay. me. All right. For adults, I just think Did it you is. get in wrecks and stuff when you were her age, though? I got in one wreck in my dad's old 1976 F-150 coming home from... I had my own little private mowing on the side. I picked up a few places for a little extra cash. Uh-huh. I was covered in grass, and I think I was going on a date that night, and there was a girl. This when you got it stuck in a field or something? No, a girl was in oh. the, the truck with me, Yeah, and I looked over at the girl, and I looked up, yeah, and the it. car in front of me had stopped. It was about a mile from my house, Yeah, and that 1976 F-150 did not have to had stop. A, had a 390. Oh, yeah. Or 391. Gosh, sorry, Chevy, Ford people. The cubic, you could ride the cubic it's leader. either 390 the or 391, the engine block. Right yeah. And it would, not, it would not stop. You know, that light rear-end, and it just, I just, I just, I, you, you know, rear-ended the person. Yeah. No, nobody was hurt? No. Well, no. Yeah. But it was really tragic. My brother. Seatbelts and everything? So that actually is a tragic story of my family. Uh, my brother, so my dad and brother came down to help. Yeah. You know, and the cops were there, and. We're getting everything settled and everything. And all of a sudden, it's kind of a core memory. I heard my dad uh, yell, Michael, my my brother's name, and my dad take off running. My brother was down there just helping. He was older than me. Yeah. Some dude was rubbernecking the accident and sideswiped my brother while he's standing there. Holy moly. Into a ditch. And so he's had, he's, he was fine. He had back issues and stuff. Holy I never knew this. Yeah. The guilt I carried, because that happened because I was... You know, yeah, that he was in that situation because, because of you. Because of me, yeah. So I took him to the hospital the whole deal, and he was, you know, he was okay. But he's he's had some. He had to go to, you know, you know, uh, what you call it, rehabilitation. Now well, that's not it for your back therapy, uh, physical therapy, physical yeah. therapy. Yeah. So, Sheesh. But sorry, Michael. To this, yeah, day, you, was, yeah. If I would have yeah. looked at that girl, so isn't that funny, dude? Isn't that crazy? Listen, it's better to cut your eye out mm. and enter the kingdom of heaven with one eye, John, than to cause an accident that then right it's a it's a it's little bit of butterfly effect the original greek is iffy on that with the whole <sighs> rear-ending the person but yeah so no i mean sadie's to me didn't the girl cause the accident then you know what <laughs> this seems so we're, we're headed so down a, we're headed down a path here i don't no i mean that's that's if you're if you're a true six then yeah you absorb all the responsibility so yeah my brother's like you know it wasn't your fault i, got, I mean that was that guy's fault and i was like yeah but yeah. Now we all just look all over the car when we're driving. We don't. Even, I mean, I, I don't even know. I'm so distracted as a driver. Really? Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like I'm a good driver, but I just, our car, my car technology enables me to be more distracted. Yeah. In other words, it doesn't make me do the distracted things. It just makes the distracted things I already do okay to do. Yeah. I'm going to, if I get a notification or a text, I'm going to look down at my phone and I don't get into an accident now because I have smart crews on. Wow. But back in the day, that might have caused an accident. Can we tell the listeners what city we were recently in? Is that out of the question? No, that's fine. So we were driving in Pasadena a yeah. couple weeks back together. You were driving. La La Land. And we were close to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yes. And yeah, because it, it's very unfamiliar. Right. And following the GPS, and there was a stop sign. Right. And there was a car coming because uh-huh. it was their turn to go. And I was yeah. like, Johnny! And like you saw it and stopped. But that's just, to me, that wasn't you being distracted. That was yeah, un- I wasn't looking an at my phone. unfamiliar city. Right. Because the roads... And I was trying to find, like, is this our turn? Is the next turn our turn? And I didn't see the stop. So I was, like, off to the side a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was just a four-way I've stop. done that in... I thought I, was, like, I, thought like I didn't a, have a... Yeah. Downtown Atlanta or something where you're kind of trying to weave your way in a, roads to get to a different destination. And you're like... Yeah. You know. So what you're saying is if you hadn't been there... Johnny, who knows? Who knows? You probably would have been already at the hotel because we stopped to eat sushi. Right. In I was LA. trying to find food for you. We wanted in and out burger. There was a line just... It was... It was immense. Not just a line around the restaurant. It was a mile down the road. There was like a half a mile at least, I'd say, yeah. in the lane of the street to pull into the parking Yeah, it was lot. like a car line at a school. Yeah. Where people just line up because they know it's almost 3.30 or whatever. And we were... God, we had been traveling... And I was like, this is not worth it. So we ate some really good we did. Asian food. And then the next, well, two nights later, we, were gonna, we went out late. Mm. It was like, well, now it's like 1040. What's going to be? We'll go get the In-N-Out burger. We went and came up from the Once other again, side. We never got And you got were about our... to pull in. I go, Johnny, you can't pull in here. He's like, what do you mean? And it was one of those, it reminded me of uh, a Christmas story mm-hmm. where he's going to see Santa. Yeah. And his parents walk away. He's like, he walks up with his, with his little brother, Ralphie. And he goes, he's standing there, and, and the guy goes, hey, kid, what do you think you're doing? He's like, I'm in line to see Santa. The line starts back there. It was like that. The line was once again yeah. down the street, but there was a little space between it, and we thought we were just going to pull in and get a burger like a normal that would have, human. We would have been killed. Yeah, we would have been like, you know, cutting you off can't. a good 55 cars. So we never did get an in In LA, burger. they call that a burger buster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see it all the time. Yeah, that's, not, a, that's not real. Not really a thing. It could be. It should be. It, it now is. It will, it will have merch very soon. Oh. <laughs> See, that, I could, that merch I could get The Burger Busters? Yeah. yeah. Don't be a burger buster. Wait mm. your turn. Wait your turn. In and out.com. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. They could be. It'd be nice. I'll be in Dallas in a few weeks, and there's In and Out. That's here. right. It's kind of spreading. And we'll get it eventually here in Nashville, I'm sure. Yeah. And then people will be like, yeah, it's overrated. People want to shout it down. Have That's you gone fine. to the Whataburger? To me, burger, burger, burger places are all good. Wow. It's hard to mess up a burger. You know, I kind of agree. I like them all. Have you been to Whataburger here? Yeah, and it's fine. I think it's more like a Sonic Burger. It tastes yeah. a lot like a Sonic Burger. I think Sonic Burger. It's like are a good. big. It's a very big. Yeah, it's a lot of bread. We had my first Whataburger. You remember where? Maybe Dallas. No, I was oh. on the road with you. Oh, I don't know then. Destin, Florida. Really? Yeah, we were oh. down in Destin. That was the trip I lost my wallet. Uh, I think was, we were we Destin went to Sarasota, Bradenton yeah, area. Yeah. yeah, but we were in Destin first. Mm-hmm. And went out, and we went late again. And I thought it was fan. I was su- shockingly surprised how good it was. Yeah, and then I remember you're doing that because you're the you're the organized one for sure, or at least more anal retentive. You're more like 
I got everything. I got on things. I got a backpack full of all the things. Yeah. And then so we had that early flight and you were like, no, what time are you setting your alarm for? You're like reminding me. And then we wake up and we get to the airport and you don't have your license. Then my wallet. Yeah. Your whole wallet. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So we left it in. I was like, what about now? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. How you like it? Yeah. That was uh so we Tampa airport. It's weird when you're at the airport, you just imagine like they won't let me fly, but they, they have like the five questions they ask. Yeah. They like literally your- do an FBI check with you. If you can yeah. answer your question. So tell me, here's five addresses. Which one did you not live at or whatever? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You got to really, that's hard to remember sometimes. If you're like, <sighs> but you did you ever it. own a Chevy Cavalier? Oh, and you're like, I've had a lot of cars. Uh, yeah. Yikes. I saw that same show last night. They were trying to do a sobriety test. They were like, look, turn around or stand on one foot. Count the alphabet. Or sorry. Na- I'm going to say count the alphabet. Yeah. Recite the alphabet backwards skipping every other letter yeah there's no way and i was like i couldn't do that sober. i would just be called a drunk yeah yeah it's like z i was like maybe i've been drunk my whole life because i can't do this x i feel like he started yeah. it's like i guess you had to visualize well you're a visual guy we're not really made to process things backwards wasn't that the old thing that people used to say about like satanists that they said the lord's prayer backwards and that was their prayer i don't know if any of that was true that was a yeah. lot of like there was a lot of you know satanic panic going on but that was like, so we're not really made to do things backwards. Right. And won't that? Guys. Isn't that just like our lives? Sort of. We're yeah. supposed to do things forward. Yeah. Some you know, of y'all been moving Listen, backwards. some of y'all, listen, the, the windshield is bigger than the rear window for a reason. Mm. And then people say the rear view mirror. Wait, the rear? The oh. windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror for a reason. You're supposed to look forward, forward. more than you look. You're, you have two ears and one mouth. You know what that means? You, you, it'd be hard to talk with two mouths, and it'd be hard to put food in your ears. Right, that's not how. No, that works. That's I don't think that's what they mean. That's what killed Dad. You know, windshields. By the way, one of my favorite things. I can't. I can't think of windshields. Did you ever read that book, A Praying Life, by Paul Miller? No. Put you on the spot. No. You need to, Johnny. Okay. It's really, really good. I'll look it up. Because if you think a book on prayer, you're like, wah wah wah, right? No. Why would you wait? You you're trying to promote this to me, and you're saying, like, I know what you're thinking, unspiritual person like yourself, Johnny. You're right. probably thinking, womp, womp. Thinking like a worldly. Are you trying to get me to read this book? Like a worldly person like you. Yeah. Okay. But he talks about the way the modern Christian tends to just, like, hyper-focus on prayer and devos and stuff, you know? Right. Like, it almost becomes its separate. Yeah. I got to go into this separate spiritual mode. I got to deco- right. compartmentalize it. And I wouldn't say it's a separate religion. Right. But it's a separate religious practice from your others. And it so, becomes like a ritual more than right. another part of myself. You have a secular life, you have a sacred life, and you enter in and out of the, the two. Yeah. And and it's really about like actually all things, you are the part, if Christ is in you, then you are what makes this moment sacred. Yeah. He is what makes this moment sacred. So if you're in him and he's in you, then your presence you know, can bring sacred things everywhere. But he talks about windshields and he says, focusing like on when you're trying to pray, like, has this been long enough? Yeah. Has, well, am I focused right now? Mm-hmm. Which I forget who it was, but it was in Vyotis's book. He said, if your mind wanders, I mean, what's one of the ancients, I think. If your mind wanders a thousand times during prayer, it's a thousand opportunities for your mind to return to Christ. Like, stop worrying about that. Yeah. Who cares if your mind wanders? You can't stop that necessarily. But- well, and what good father would be mad at his kid for having a wandering mind? Right. You know, if we believe God's a good father, 
but yet we think of him as somebody's like going to be so fed up with our yeah our ways. He know he he made us. He knows that we're distracted. Yeah, we tend to live with the assumption like he doesn't really know our ways. Yeah, or that if he knows them, he's like God, this again. Right, right. If he's acquainted with all my ways, I love how it's in that book by. Um, called Gentle and Lowly okay. by Dane Ortland. Yes. And he talks about, he's quoting actually Puritans, which get a different, we have a different, I think, idea in our minds often of what Puritanism was, but how Puritan theologians, they would write about that God sees your struggles or your sin as a, mal- as, as a malady, mm-hmm. as a sickness, not as something to be upset with you about, but like any good father, like you just said, or a sheep, like if, if something's wrong with you, the father in your sin is actually rushing closer to you to help. Yeah. Because he understands. Like he understands that your, your value is apart from your behavior. So that there's a, I mean that again, that's, that's, we're talking a couple hundred years ago. Theologians were writing that this is not like just some modern spin. Yeah. You know, for, for grace only. But anyway, Paul Miller says, thinking of prayer or thinking of time with God like that is like looking at the windshield and not through it. Okay. And if you ever try to drive, it's dangerous to look at, at the, the windshield. windshield. Yeah. Right. It's almost like uh, if you're climbing down a set of stairs and you start thinking about the individual steps, oh, yeah. you'll trip and fall. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. It almost needs to be like just a motion that you just yeah. let your mind do it. Do it. Let your body do what it's supposed to do. Let it be what it's going to be. Sadie and I talk about that. Let that be. There's no... There's no right thing. I talk to the staff about that. Like, I tend, as you know, to over communicate. Mm-hmm. So when I pray, I can do that. If I'm like, oh, I'll pray for this. Yeah. Know? And for whatever reason, my memory is awful. But generally, if they've all shared needs, they laugh. Yeah. Like we'll share six, seven needs. For whatever reason, I can remember it when I'm praying. Yeah. So I'll go around and name it very specifically. All the things that were just named. When we get to the end, sometimes they'll go, "You just remembered all of that." Like I don't know. That's just that's just what happens to what I I couldn't remember my own middle name, mm-hmm. you know. But for whatever reason in prayer, but y'all know you don't have to do that. That's just how I'm made. I don't know why it's weird. Yeah, that's, that you know. So you could just be like, I'm trying to get them like, hey, someone just say a quick, <laughs> hey God, great day, thanks for it. Right. Bye. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fine. So I'll start ending prayers with bye. Bye. And and you you end your prayers with bye. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Bye. bye. Uh, no, it is. And I think it's, you talk about that list thing, the idea of like, if I go to God, I've got to have a pre-prepared thing. It reminded me of this Seinfeld where George is going to have to call a woman for the first time. And he, I think he does this once with a parent's phone call too, where he knows he's got to call and talk to his mother. And so he makes a list of things to talk about. And he does it with a woman too, where he's like, you know, so he seems interesting. And they go, what's on the list? And he's reading it to Jerry that I'm really good at driving in reverse. He's like, it's it's a bunch of weird stuff like that. Why didn't Ovaltine ever catch on as a more popular drink? Like he's Jerry's like, why didn't Ovaltine? Like he's interested by it, right? But it's I think we do that with God sometimes, where we're like, all right, I got to do this, this, and this, and this. And you wouldn't do that with a dear friend, right? You wouldn't, right? And I think there's a time to reverence God, but also understand that like He already knows all that. He knows that you're making the list. Right. And he's probably smirking at that. This guy thinks he's got to have a list. Right. Like, just be real. Be real with God. Yeah, show up. Let it be what it is. Yeah. And, you know, the, 
the dear friend, the key is is show up, show up daily or show up often, and yeah. that's where that familiarity comes right. from. Um, and I get where people struggle because they don't feel like they're hearing audibly as they or they don't feel friend. like God's a dear friend. That can be hard yeah, too if they absolutely. have a, a a relationship that's wonky or they it's hard for them to get past that those boundaries or whatever. I don't know. And why isn't Ovaltine a bigger drink? That's a good question. Why didn't it take off? That's the real question. Uh, isn't it, though? I don't know. Ovaltine was a good historical drink, though, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think Nestle Quick kind of put it out of... Do you think that's what took over? You know what? I hope they're going to do an episode of uh, The Food That Built America. I'll, you know, I watched an episode of that Ooh. while I was on vacation. Pretty we good. watched one about candies. It was Maybe it wasn't candy. It was ice cream, the first ice cream trucks. Yeah. It's like, this is really fascinating. Wasn't it the good? good? The good humor man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. It was good. But yes, you're right, John. Uh, and that's the, this is the part of the show where we like to go back. Yeah. We've gone forward. Listen, sometimes we've spent the whole show looking in the windshield. Mm. Now it's time to look in the rearview mirror and talk about This Week in History. It's a segment we call Talk About Then. That's right, John. This week, 1987... A little cartoon, an animated series called The Simpsons premiered. Mm. They got their start as a series of 48 one-minute animated shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. Do you remember that? I do. Tracy Ullman show was a sketch comedy show. They ultimately got their own primetime slot two years later in 1989. And of course, went on to be a cultural phenomenon. Creator Matt Groening modeled Bart after his older brother Mark, naming him Bart, an anagram of brat, which I think I've heard before. Yeah. That uh, Bart was a brat. Uh, 1973, John. You might not know this because you're not a, like a sci-fi. Not a sci- This is more of a sci-fi slash horror film. Mm. Uh, there was a movie, a dystopian film that came out this week, 1973, about life in the year 2022. Oddly <laughs> enough, amid overpopulation, food shortages, climate change, and a mysterious food source is released. It char- it starred Charlton Heston and Edward G. Robinson. Do you remember the movie? Uh, Soylent Green. Yes. There we go. And do you remember the whole plot point, the whole spoiler of the movie, That if you've not seen it by now? Soylent Green's made of people. Right. He basically, he's suspicious of it. People are drinking this drink. Yeah. And they're like, it helps, you know, whatever. I feel never felt more revitalized. And there's, over, you know, food shortages. So it's kind of like, this saved us. Yeah. And then he ends up at some warehouse and he sees like a leg going up a conveyor belt or something. He's like... Hold on. Uh-oh. The weird thing is, I remember this uh, in, an, in a listicle that I read the other day about you know old movies and terrible like movie trailers, right? And how movie trailers give too much away, especially now. Did they put that in the trailer? The leg going up the conveyor belt is in the trailer of no. that movie. So it's like the whole hook of the movie is he realizes this is people you can't, and that was in the trailer. No. So. They already tipped their hand. No but maybe wonder. People, maybe people were not wired to find the spoilers, and we, they were still surprised. But uh, I don't know. 1951, General Douglas MacArthur, in his farewell speech to Congress, stated, War's very object is victory, not prolonged indecision. In war, there's no substitute for victories. That was his famous, there's no substitute for victory speech. U.S. President Harry S. Truman had relieved MacArthur of all command during the Korean War for making unauthorized statements. <laughs> which I think is just the best. Yeah, like somebody in their last public statement says some crazy thing, and then you find out, yeah, he was removed from duty because he said crazy stuff. Yeah, MacArthur, after World War II, things did not go well. For maybe him, he had a little PTSD. Well, I think he was just one of those guys. He was like a loose cannon, maybe. Yeah. He was 
He was he was drinking his own Kool Aid. He was feeling yeah. himself when he when a microphone was nearby. Yeah. Some people love the camera, John. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go. For, I'm gonna find, the shot heard around the world this week, 19 or 1775, not 19, 1775. <laughs> the shot heard around the world. The American Revolution began with battles of uh, Lexington and Concord. Yes. Yeah. John D. Yeah. Ever the historian. Which you sent me that uh, map of all of the British territories the, or countries that have wasn't that fascinating and what i mean it's, it's covers every the whole continent yeah. yeah but it was interesting to me that the united states was 1776 which by the way i i wanted to dispute that a little oh bit. really because technically that's just when they declared their independence right they didn't we didn't win, win it, our independence until 1781 yeah because it's a long war so uh and guys that will preach so mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes you need five years to get free. Yeah, just because you declared it, you gotta have to. Anyway, you can't just declare bankruptcy. But like Michael Scott. I declare. Um, <laughs> but you can't just say bankruptcy. I didn't. I declared. I declared it. it. Um, but it was interesting to me. All the rest were in the 1900s. Yeah, I It's amazing find. that like a tiny country like Britain, yeah, had control over. I mean, most of the world at some point, yeah. like they colonized and. And that's great. Just the idea of that imperialism and that, I don't know. And it still kind of permeates. I think the idea that we still have a right to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then now I think more so, there's all a way more hands-off approach to like NATO and the United Nations. You just see a lot more people being like, yeah, you can't just take over other countries, dude. Right. We're going to put you down. I mean, that's what's happening in Ukraine. They're like, hey, Russia, you may think you have a claim to this still. We don't do that anymore. Right. We're going to fight back. Right. We're going to support this rebel alliance. We need to make you. sure we don't do that anymore because there's right. there's places certainly in Africa is still well. Back in the day, that was more like might makes right. right. Like it if was, you're a big country, yeah, was, you're like well, yeah, clearly we have a right to that's this. What happens? Yeah. Now you just don't see it as much, and yeah. I kind of am glad we're in that era of timing where it's like, look, you've got a perfectly good country, just make it good. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, colonization in general carries with it some level of either ethnic cultural or racial superiority in your thought to think this right. should be something right. or often it's just for money you know say so, right. but we've got to go civilize these wild right it people. justifies what you do yeah. you know uh, so but yeah no all right john this is one 1692 okay this week Ooh. bridget bishop is accused of witchcraft this is in salem she would be hanged 8 weeks later making her the first of 20 people executed in 1692 for witchcraft in salem massachusetts she was accused of bewitching five young women who claimed the shape of Bishop would pinch, choke, and bite them. She was accused of using colored lace, thereby dressing more artistically than women of the village. So just, huh. this is the first, like, modesty police. Wow. It's one of the witchcraft things that she did was dressing in lace, which I never knew that. Uh, she was accused of playing shuffleboard. Both signs of consorting with the devil. Wow. Lace, lace and, and games. Mm. So... These were kind of uptight people. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I, you know, we grew up in the evangelical South where we had a lot of rules and we had a lot of legalism. I don't think anybody ever got accused of being possessed by the devil for playing shuffleboard. Though. I don't think so. These are not the same Puritans I was speaking about earlier. Who, right. The theologians who are writing. Oh, okay. I hope not. Well, yeah. That, who knows? Maybe there was some bleed over. We hope not, though. The oldest person ever to give birth, uh, April 19th. 2016, which this is pretty recent. Yeah. Do you, do you want to take a guess how old the person was? 67. 72. No. 72-year-old uh, 
Dalhinder Kaur of India gives birth to a healthy son. Wow. Her uh, her first child. Wow. So that's that's interesting that it was her first. She's like, you know what? It's never too late. Yeah. Interesting. Man, she'd been trying to have a child for 46 years without success. Unbelievable. She was finally able to afford fertility treatments after an inheritance. So she kind of was like, she sunk this inheritance into like, I'm going to have a baby in my 70s. And she did it. Okay. 2016. Wow. You talk about, now you talk about Carline. That's going to be a. Ooh. Because you don't, have you ever thought about that? Like, you're not going to be the old dad. You, you timed it out right. But like, like uh, my brother is kind of the old dad compared to like my niece, Nettie. She is six. And he's, you know, he's going to be the old dad. And Carline, he's going to be in his 50s very soon. You see it a lot. Some people, often. Well, you do yeah. see it more often. So I'm not saying he should be. I'm just saying like that was one of the fears of yeah. having kids late. It's like you don't want to be the old dad. But in many ways, I think you have more tools to, to work with. You know? Oh, yeah. And you can fall asleep easier. I used, to be, I used so. to be mad at starting comedy late. Like I started comedy. I was 33. And I kind of used to go, I wish I'd started. Because I'd see these kids. They're 16, yeah. 17 going to open mics. And they're already pretty good. I'm like, man, I could have just set the, but I think the same way about that. I'm like, no, I needed this, yeah. all this failure and angst and everything that I experienced, a real work life right. where I had to be with around other people. I think I needed all that stuff. What if, what would you say to someone who is still in failure and angst, say in their 40s? <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, I would say, hang in there, buddy. Okay. Right. Hang in there. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, last one. The first consumer, the first U.S. consumer product was sold in the Soviet Union April of 1973. Do you want to take a guess on what that consumer product, they signed a contract with the USSR. Okay. What was that product? Is it food? It's a U.S. consumer product, John. McDonald's. Pepsi. Okay. But yeah, you were on the right track of it being food and being. Yeah. uh, I figured about you Coke. You think Coke could get there first? Maybe Pepsi undersold. They were like, "Look, I'll do it for." Hey, listen, Food Builds America on Coke and Pepsi. You should watch that episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the the Cola Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, that's the thing. I know a lot about it because there have been documentaries about it, and and it's fascinating to me because I'm a big cola person. Yeah. Uh, that's what they call me. <laughs> the big cola person. Okay, yeah. I uh, no I I love the idea of of it because it. It's a very American story because you had this giant and they were cleaning Pepsi's clock. And then at some point in the 80s, they said, why are we spending all this money on advertising? And they dialed back their advertising and Pepsi lapped them. Yeah. So I love the idea of it, meaning there's a famous saying in entertainment circles. If you're not appearing, you're disappearing. Come on now. So and I know that can get a little bit out of hand of where we got to derive our value from. But the idea of stay in motion. Right. You know. Even if you're just selling CDs out of the trunk of your car, like stay in motion because if you're not working, you're out of work. Yeah. And so I think Coke lost the plot a little bit and we're like, well, we're the biggest in the world. We don't need to. And you're like, no, there's still McDonald's commercials because for yeah. a reason. Because we got to keep reminding people McDonald's is out there, even though we all know there's a McDonald's on every block. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Coke literally stopped advertising and just started diving, even though you know. It's not like anybody tried a Coke for the first time right. when it came back. Like, it's not that. They're, it's scary. 
what it shows what you how brand susceptible does. yeah susceptible yeah. we are to those impulses too yeah we need to see you seven times a day to remind yeah. us oh i do want a diet coke yeah even you, though i drink diet coke all day i still need somebody going diet coke, hey, diet coke. i need a deep voice person attractive person telling me yeah. that diet coke is delicious and guys we're those people <laughs> um. <laughs> if there's anything we could say let's imagine we've already said that thing right in a deep attractive voice hey did you know maybe we're the person in the car distracting you causing you to rear end oh and set in motion the horrifying events of my childhood yeah. i apologize did you know if you went to uh com, what could they get johnny they get all of our uh archived episodes uh, if they go to our Patreon link there, they could even uh, kick in a few shekels and get uh, ad-free versions of the podcast now. And we'd like to say, too, that our website had a pretty decent refresh this last Oh, yeah, it's uh, nice, and what, we punched it up. Yeah. We'd like to thank our buddy Jeffrey Holland for helping with that. You can go in there and just scroll right down also and see our YouTube videos of each episode. You can watch yeah. if you want to see. Watch uh, along if you want to yeah. see uh, our ugly mugs. Yeah, you can subscribe there. You can. Uh, there's links to our socials, I think. Yeah. So go check those out, and that's how you can find out more about the show. And we got another new exciting announcement coming out in the next, at least within the next two weeks, if not sooner. Yes. So uh, we're adding one more component for our listeners that's going to be exciting. It's going to be AI. Oh, we'll predict what you want to hear from us. Remind me to talk about AI next week because already, already in my writing career, AI has mm. this new stuff in the last. It's making you adjust? Well, it's throwing be- you a curveball? People are sending me things now that AI is already... You think it's people. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Dude, Charlton Heston. Yeah. It's people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's uh-huh. AI the whole time. It's AI. It's crazy, these sci-fi movies that kind of got it right, though. The idea that there would be overpopulation, there would be a hunger crisis. Yeah. There would be, you know, like, the climate change, all of it. Like, we're facing all these things now. Are we nutrition is more important than ever, and you do see people drinking these green drinks. Like, what's in, what's in these green drinks? Is it is it possible? Is it people? I don't know. But you know what is possible for you to go to that website? <laughs> Talk about soilentgreen.com. <laughs> hey, you could leave us a review though. That really helps. That does. The algorithm, the almighty algorithm, loves to uh, push things that already have activity on them. So if you uh, leave a five star review, if you write a review. That helps other people find It's like your Diet Coke impression you're giving to the world. You're telling people, like, this show was delicious. I approve. And even though all your friends are probably already listening, it just gives them another reminder to do so. Mm -hmm. Don't just assume. Oh, This thing about my comedy career, too. I think I have the kind of career that I'm successful enough that I've been doing it full time for 10 years, 12 years. But I think I'm successful enough, too, that my friends are like, Johnny doesn't need our likes and our shares. When he puts out a new clip, like, good for him. I'm like, No. He needs to. I'm not that level yet. Please help me. And even when you, you have to maintain when you are that level. Yes, please, guys. So go to Johnny W, J O N N I E W dot com. Uh, you can follow, man, Johnny on Instagram, Facebook. He's a great follow. Lots follow of Follow me videos. around in public. Yeah, man. That's Isn't not that fun. Please don't do that. He, yeah, he only gives out restraining orders in the rarest of occasions. Go so. check out John's books on Amazon.com. New projects coming out. John's working on a couple new things now. So many things in the pipeline. John's a busy man. Yeah. I mean, no. You are. But I've fine. done stuff before. You so. have done stuff. We did do a Google search of me earlier today. Just We were checking our You were Google trying to stuff. act like you were way down on the fifth page. I was like, it's right here. John Driver Podcast. We're the first one. Yeah. 
and then a bunch of other interviews I'd done. Tons like, of podcast wow, interviews. That page. I think you wanted me to do it so you could be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm doing pretty maybe good over I was here. On, I looked up your hands were on your lapels. Like, that's weird. <laughs> maybe I was on Ask Jeeves or something. Yeah. I, don't know. I didn't Google it properly. So, hey, listener, it means a lot that you spend this time with us every week, and we look forward to doing it with you again next week on Talk About everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in an everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.